Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee with me, Lindsay Heron, and Steve Conroy. Of course, the second Old Firm game of the season, dominating the headlines after an incredible performance by Celtic. 3-0 over their big rivals to go top of the table. But what about the refereeing decisions? How did it go for Bobby Madden, Steve? I think it went probably better than he could ever have hoped for. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he made a really good game of it, set a good account for himself. And fair play to both sets of players as well, because I think they played it in good spirit. I mean, it really was a a high-stakes environment, and it always is in these games, but there seemed to be an extra kind of buzz about this particular fixture because of what was at stake. Um, But like you say, it it, uh, it can sort of... It went off without too many major incidents. Indeed. As I said earlier, I think it probably went better than he could ever have hoped for. Um, And to come away without anything drastic, without him being the the focus of attention, I'd be more than happy with his night's work. You spoke before about your own experience and the nerves kicking in as you go out onto the pitch. Bobby will have been feeling that anyway, even though he's an experienced man. Oh, absolutely. Um, As I said, there's uh, some guys who have nerves of steel. I don't understand it. Um, I was nervous before every single game. Um, And I know Bobby will have been nervous, but a, a, a good nervous. The, the first big talking point, I suppose, would be Celtic's opening goal um, when the corner comes in from, from Matt O'Reilly. There's a collision between Calvin Bassey and Joe Aribo and Bassey hits the deck and looks to be in some distress. But while that's going on, uh, Rio Hitati sticks the ball in the net. Goal for you? No problem there? Nope. No, no problem at all. Yeah, the the guy was on the uh, was on on the floor, but you only stop it if you think that there's uh, something serious um, going on. And from what I saw of it, I didn't think that there was any serious injury. So no, I'd I'd be happy enough to play it on. Rangers seemed pretty upset. They thought there was there was merit in in stopping the game, but they would do, of course. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and Bassi obviously got up and continued. So I suppose from that point of view. Um, Bobby's mm-hmm. decision was validated. Oh, he was absolutely vindicated. Um, I'd, I'd, obviously, you're, you're going to try and uh, get the advantage for, for your own team. Um, but if we're stopping that, um, if we're stopping for, for that, uh, for every single corner, you're never, never going to get one completed. So it's, it's not hard and fast that if, if someone's on the ground in the penalty area during a, a portion of play that you have to stop it. It's, it's really up to the referee's discretion. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's nothing anywhere. If, if you think that there's any serious uh, injury being sustained to somebody, absolutely stop it. Um, but the same as if that had happened in midfield, you're not stopping it. You're letting, you're letting play go on. Because I think I think Giovanni van Bronckhorst himself made the point after the game that he was upset that his, his own players didn't continue playing instead of appealing for, for, for play to be stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We've all played football since primary school. You, you play the whistle, <laughs> yeah. get on with it. The one thing that was interested in though is that it did take a while for, for Bobby to, to finally make his mind up, if you like, or to, to signal for the goal eventually. And he went over to speak to his assistant. What would that discussion have been? Would the, what would the assistant help him with in that regard? Uh, essentially, Bobby will have been looking for confirmation that he's uh, he's seen it the way that it that it's happened uh, checking um from another set of eyes from a separate angle um, just to see that they're they're both happy with uh, with what's going on so no that the fact that he's gone over to speak to his assistant no there's, there's not nothing sinister in that uh, okay and would, would you imagine that the fourth official would have been involved in that conversation too because everybody's mic'd up yep i think there'd have been more than more than one uh, opinion going on um the far side assistant would have probably been let off with that because he was too far away yeah. um, but not necessarily if he had a clear view on it then he, then he would uh, give in but there'd be aye, there'd be a few opinions being canvassed at that point <laughs> We talked before about um, you know a wee bit of simulation or making a meal of things 
our, our old friend Scott Brown having a bit of fun in the Aberdeen Rangers game a, a few weeks back. But that didn't happen uh, in the old firm game, did it? No, it was... Um, I was going to say surprising, that's maybe not uh, fair to everybody involved, but no, there, there wasn't anything. And I, I think a lot of that probably comes with uh, the men in charge because they, they both seem very level-headed, uh, sincere guys. I don't think there's anything uh, demonstra- uh, demonstrative, if I could speak, uh, about uh, either of them. So m- maybe that's an indication of where, where their thinking is. That's true. I think it was one moment um, Glenn Kamara was, was brought down and he, he just got up right away quite quickly mm-hmm. and other players might have try to, you know, encourage the referee to reach for a yellow. Uh, yeah, indeed, and doing the dying swan act. But yeah, that, <laughs> that fair play to them, that just didn't exist. It was such a fast game. Uh, and I suppose from, from the referee's point of view, you've got to prove your fitness in that one. Well, people at that level should be damn fit. And uh, Bobby is certainly in that category of him having been a, 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 an athlete before. So it, it wouldn't have caused him a problem. Um, but... Yeah, certainly some of the the older generation might have been pecking a bit. <laughs> I guess that must be a, 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 not a relief, but I suppose at the end of the game, Bobby will have a, 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 a wee sort of think to himself, that was fairly straightforward. I'm quite happy with that. Aye, absolutely. Uh, he might not have thought, oh, that was straightforward. He might have thought to himself, <laughs> I've, you know, I've, I've, I've been in control of that from the, the beginning. Um, he might have said it was, it was straightforward, but he certainly would have been expecting a lot more than, uh, than he had to deal with. Because this fixture's thrown up so many fireworks over the years and they're debated for weeks on end. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> they fill the back pages, they fill the front pages uh, for weeks at a time. But no, that, this one hopefully will just, uh, it'll all just uh, disappear quite quickly. It was quite a good week actually for refs. There weren't too many uh, major discussions uh, or discussion points, if you like, over the midweek games, Steve. But um, there was a big one in the in the Hearts-Hibs, or the, the Hibs-Hearts rather derby at Easter Road where there was a big penalty call in that one. Yeah, um, and again, uh, everything else seemed to to go okay. And that wasn't the worst foul um, I've ever seen, but I, I think I think that was a penalty. I know it was difficult at the time, but uh, Don Robertson seemed quite quite convinced it wasn't. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If, if he's not given the penalty, then he's absolutely convinced. Um, and we, we, we talk about angles and uh, all, all the rest of it. From where he's he's been, he's been perfectly happy with the uh, with the, the call he's made. And as I said, it, it's not the worst incident that I've ever seen in my life, but I think there was enough in it that uh, that, that should have been called a penalty. And is that one, do you think, would have been called by VAR? Yeah, I think if if I had been sitting on VAR, I would have I would have called it a penalty. And that, that's just another example of of how desperately we we need to get it in here, isn't it? I agree completely. Yep. And so long as we use it properly, um, and it's an an instant call, and it's not being debated for, you know, like these these huge minute long uh, gaps, then absolutely, it's something we we definitely need. I suppose even a simplistic version, not a simplistic version, but a, a modified version or, you know, where you're not covering every single incident might might work initially? Hi, uh, we've, we've got to start somewhere. Um, and all it would really need in that the Hearts-Hibs incident or the Hibs-Heart uh, would have been one particular angle and that, that was it, you, you call it. So, yeah, I think it's certainly something that, uh, that we need to bring in soon as. They're talking about it the middle of next season, which isn't ideal, is it? No, it's. I don't think there's any any reason, well, other than money. There's no reason whatsoever that we, we can't have it uh, can't have it in. Um, and as we've we've discussed before, it's it's now a definite drawback to our guys getting involved in bigger competitions um, in the continent and beyond. Because we've it's, it's 
so far we've only got two guys who are fully trained in it. And that's for a, a league that has any pretense at, uh, at being big or influential. That's just not satisfactory. Unfortunately for you, you, you didn't get the opportunity to, to ref at European level, which I guess is, 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 a, is a, a regret. Um, it's not a regret because it wasn't uh, anything that I had any influence over. I would have certainly enjoyed it. Um, I did have plenty of trips um, as fourth official and um, behind the goals, whatever they used to call it, additional assistant referee. So I, I got plenty of it, ah. um, but I would certainly have enjoyed uh, refing in it. Ah, any particularly good venues or juicy matches you were at? Um, nothing outstanding, but I do remember um, at the Olympic Stadium in Athens, I can't remember if that's Olympiacos or Pyrenaeus, one of them, um, and I was behind the lines and you wouldn't believe how far the Greek supporters can throw missiles. <laughs> um, I was up and down that line like nobody's business trying to avoid the bottles of water coming over. Is that right? Oh, yeah, raining down. It is, it is mayhem, that match, isn't it? Madness. Panathinaikos, yeah. Olympiakos. I mean, I think we talked uh, before, actually, about the, the, they sometimes bring in um, foreign referees for that fixture, uh, you know, when it's when they're playing each other in the Greek league. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm hardly surprised. <laughs> um, we were, I, I think it was, uh, might have been the UEFA Cup, um, and it was mad enough. Um, so I, I, I can imagine they would uh, be very happy to get outsiders in to get involved in that. <laughs> but like you say, the lack of VAR means that our guys cannot get these UEFA ties as it stands. And that's a real drawback to their development, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because we, we always talk about, um, or certainly uh, previous tournaments, not that long ago, we'd be talking about the, the lack of Scottish teams in it, but saying, oh, we'll get plenty of Scottish refs in it. Mm-hmm. If un- Until that gets up and running, then that, that sadly is history. Absolutely. There's been a lot of good um, or flamboyant uh, European referees over the years, that's for sure. Um, but what about back here? Who, who was your favourite referee when, when you were sort of studying others? Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, Kenny Clark. Ah, what, what were his main attributes then that made, made that the case? He was calm, he was collected, and I particularly liked how um, sarcastic he could be with uh, with everybody around him, never lost his head, and he, he, he isn't the sort who would resort to swearing or anything like that. He'd much rather, he'd much rather cut them off with a quip. Um, <laughs> and I just think that the way he handled games was fantastic. So without a shadow of a doubt, must be that pragmatic legal brain of his. Is that what it was? Indeed, I certainly had a lot to do with it. <laughs> he, he, he did cover a lot of big matches actually that, when he in his heyday. So he was clearly well liked by the powers that be. Oh, I home and abroad. Um, I've been on European games with him as well, and the the European players received him every bit as uh, every bit as well as the home players. And we're also joined by Dougie Gunning uh, uh, on the show today. You're down in London today, Dougie. I'm sorry you can't be with us, but uh, we're just discussing that obviously the the old firm match, and uh, there weren't that many major incidents in the game. Uh, I guess you were quite uh, you would agree with with Steve that that Bobby Madden handled it pretty well. Yeah, I don't think there was um, many incidents that. That Bobby got wrong. Um, in fact, I think there was only really one incident of contention, which was the first goal. But I think uh, Bobby delayed the whistle appropriately for what had happened. Um, it looked like he was maybe going to blow, but he's pulled his, he's pulled his whistle away. And I think that's because the shot was taken immediately after the contact. And with the goal happening, um, he was then able to make sure the player was, was okay. Um, I think he handled that exactly as you would um, it happened so fast and beyond that I think when he brought out his yellow card it was timed well it was to control the match prevent any future silliness from coming into the play um, 
And I think it's one of those games that will come off the park thinking I've, I've done a really good job. I think that will be supported by his assistants and I think those who are maybe at the game grading him or, or reviewing his performance will probably agree with that. Absolutely. Um, it's not often you, that a referee comes off an old firm match without anything following him for the next fortnight. So uh, he'll be quite happy with that. Yeah, I think it's fair to say as well, though it has to be mentioned that both teams' conduct was, was impeccable on the night. Um, there was no silliness off the ball. There was nothing happening between players out of Bobby's eyesight, out of Bobby's kind of field of vision. There wasn't anything you know, potentially dangerous to manage from his point of view. So although I'm looking at this through you know, a different level, um, but it seems to me like in terms of management of a match, it wasn't a particularly difficult one for him to get through. Um, I think both sets of players conducted themselves exceptionally well on the night. There was no silliness, no daftness, nothing dirty or daft on behalf of either teams. And, and I think that contributes to Bobby having a good game as well. Absolutely. I just wanted to go into a, a wee subject to see if there was one rule, Steve and Doogie, that you would change in the game or, or take away from the game. I mean, we've been having the same set of rules since time immemorial, <laughs> since we kicked a pigskin up and down the park. But uh, <laughs> what, what would you, is there something that, that bugs you in, in, in the game, Steve? Uh, without putting too much thought into it, throw-ins. They just annoyed the life out of me. I don't see the huge advantage. Or, and all right, everybody's uh, got somebody that can launch it for half a mile, but otherwise I just think it's a hindrance and it's uh, a, no great advantage to the the guys that are uh, getting the ball. I'd just have a, a kick in from the side. I suppose, actually, from that point of view, it would be a more accurate location that the ball would come back into play. Aye, absolutely. You stop the ball and get on with it. Um, instead of you know, encroaching uh, 20 <laughs> yards uh, up, up the line. Um, aye, I, I just think it's uh, it's long past its sell-by date. That's an interesting one. I wonder, if has it ever been mooted at all? Have you heard it being discussed? Uh, not that I've heard. I, I did hear when I was uh, secretary in the SSFRA, one of the... Uh, the match observers, and I can't remember who it was, um, his bugbear was uh, that the refs let throw-ins go uh, far too easily, uh, let them uh, take them too far up the pitch. Uh-huh. So it, I think it's an, an annoyance to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very interesting point. I, I think that'd be quite a good one. Do you agree with that, Dougie? Would you get rid of uh, throw-ins? I think it would change the dynamic of the game because it would become much more a tactical thing to happen. Um, strategically, you'd want throw-ins or kick-ins if it would come back in different areas of the park, change the dynamic of the game and how teams would approach it. Um, so I think it would, it's not something I, I would say needs to go or needs to stay. I think it would change the game if it did change. Um, for me, I think more than a change of laws, I think certain laws can be simplified. Um, offside and handball are the two that, that are often talked about. And I think from a referee's point of view at various levels, the simplification of some of these laws, I think, would be beneficial. There's an old saying that a camel is a horse designed by committee. And I think that some of these laws fall victim to that and trying to a box and consider every possible variance of what could or couldn't happen when someone might or might not be offside if they're active or not, whether involved or not, or um, you know other things that you have to look at. And I think if we simplify things like handball and offside to you are off or not, or you've handled it or not, then I think things become a lot simpler, both from management of the game from a referee's point of view, but also from players and the participants in the game's understanding of the laws as well. So rather than a change, I think simplification for me would be where I would prioritise it. Oh, absolutely. The one that gets me, guys, is, um, you know, a player goes down injured, he's been badly fouled by an opponent, he's clearly in distress, they have to treat him on the pitch, he comes off to the side of the park and he has to wait for the referee to bring him back on again. It, it seems unfair to me that the an injured player, is di- his, his team is disadvantaged in that way, Steve. I would agree, um, but I, I think that was brought in 
for the best of intentions to, to try and do away with uh, gamesmanship, with feigning, with uh, time wasting. So, yeah, I, I agree with it being brought in. But, yeah, it's, it's not fair if somebody gets clattered and to add to add injury, uh, insult to serious injury, they have to go off and uh, wait till uh, I decide to wave them back on. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, does that happen in the amateurs? Yeah, it does. But I think the halfway house with that is what they've tried to do, obviously, is by introducing if someone has been yellow carded for a foul that's resulted in an injury and the player's been able to receive treatment in a timely manner, they can stay on the park. So they have worked to mitigate that to a certain extent. But the problem that referees face at all levels, and I would say maybe more so at the level that I officiate at, is that anytime anyone has any sort of injury, um, even if it's glaringly obviously not a head knock, everyone will tell you it's a head knock. And you're almost... um, compelled to stop the game because you do not want to be that referee that doesn't think it's a head knock and it turns out to be something more serious than it is. So I guess it goes back to the players and their own integrity and how they want to manoeuvre themselves through the match. If, if players were honest in whether or not they were injured and the type of injury that they had, then our decisions become a lot easier and whether or not we have to stop the match. But I'm certainly not going to take a chance on someone's potentially serious injury if I'm being told that it's a head knock and I can only really deal with that after the fact and whether or not I find out that person's you know, been lying to me in terms of the severity of their injury or not. What about um, the idea that um, the, the, the culprit, the person who commits the foul, also goes to the side of the pitch at the same time as the injured player and then comes back on? I'd be happy with that. But what I, I would say um, about the, the injuries and maybe doing the job I do, it's, it's maybe a bit easier. Um, but I always say to, uh, when I'm doing talks to, to youngsters coming through, um, when you're, you're, you're looking at uh, injuries, the last thing you want to do with a sore bit is to move it. So the, the people that you worry most about are the people who land and do nothing. The minute you start rolling about, then it's no sore. <laughs> That's a very good Absolutely. point. Do you, do you find that um, there's a lot of injury feigning going on at your level, Dougie, or are these rough boys not used to that sort of stuff? Um, I think there is a fair amount, and I would say it's increased in years. But it's fair to say that a lot of the lead that players at our level take is from the professional game. Um, and I can't think too far back. You know, it wasn't so long ago before you know we would we would maybe sit there and watch European football and you know laugh at how easily they go down. And, and more and more, you see that creeping into our game in Scotland at a professional level as well. So you know, these days there's there's an element of gamesmanship. Of or call it what you want, but the, the players are looking to gain an advantage through maybe deception or enhancing a challenge or a foul that may have, may have happened or trying to tactically stop play through um, being perceived to be more injured than you are. And I think if that's something that's happening in the professional game, then it certainly is the example that's often followed as you filter down the football pyramid in Scotland. Thanks again, guys, for joining me on Get Involved Referee. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Take care.